0: Barack Obama, two-term motherfucker, 120 2009 to 120 2017. Vice President Joseph motherfucking Biden. Let's do this shit.
1: Yeah, I hate Obama. Take him down. I hope <laughs> oh got some good god. shit on him.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Even that stupid book, The Presidents. Can you take this metal cup? Because I think it's. I was making, wondering where that went to. It's making a reverberation. Even the president's book that we hate, hates on Obama. And good on it. Motherfucker. can't believe this motherfucker.
1: And I gotta say, when Obama was president, I liked him. I was like, you know, like oh, I thought he... like, oh man, he seems like a, a decent guy. He's got dignity and everything. And uh even after he left, you know, the Republicans would like hate on Obama, and I'd say, what's your beef with Obama? What on earth could you have against this guy? And to be fair, the Republicans that I asked that never had a good reason. They didn't know why the fuck they didn't like him. They didn't like him because their party told them not to. Right? Dumb assholes. It was only until I started like researching that I learned the reasons to actually hate Obama, which most of the right-wingers don't even know why they hate him. I guess, I don't know, racist because he's black or some bullshit. I hate him because, Teresa, why don't you tell me why we hate him?
0: Well, I would just like to say from that book, The Presidents, and it's a it's a um, collection of essays from various authors that are like biographers of the presidents. This guy, I swear to God, when he was in Chicago, he not only was he was like. All right, first of all, he was, like, dating this woman, and then he realized that, like, she wasn't black, okay? And if he was going to go anywhere with his political aspirations, he needed to get with a black woman. So he did that. No offense, Michelle. And also, this book also talks about his involvement in a church to at least—please don't play that—to get ahead—at least not yet—to get ahead Um, at least not yet to get ahead Uh, with the voters because he wanted to appear that, you know, he was a member of a church and all of that. But more on that later. Okay. After his 2008 victory, Obama won an award from the public relations industry for the best marketing campaign of the year. Executives were euphoric. 2008 was their greatest year and would change the style in corporate boardrooms all over the place. The 2012 election cost over $2 billion, mostly in corporate funding. Obama selected business leaders for top positions in his administration, and Walter Lippmann, who was Edward Bernays' contemporary and most prominent public intellectual of the 20th century in America, praised the manufacture of consent as a new art in the practice of democracy. Mm -hmm. Fuck you, Obama,
1: Noam Chomsky, Manufacturing Consent. Mm.
0: The PR, like I said, the PR award for the 2008 election campaign, um, it introduces the idea of the living memory, or an, in other words, amnesia. So whatever we do, it's like, well, what did we do to deserve this? And we forget all of the shit that we've done. For example, in Cuba. Did you know that Obama was the first president to turn down public campaign financing? In 2008, Goldman Sachs contributed a million dollars, and overall, Obama received 16 million from Wall Street, which is interesting because after um, all of the the problems on Wall Street, he gave a 12.9 billion billion dollars in bailout to Goldman Sachs, um, if if part of Goldman, oh my God, I'm drunk. If part of <laughs> Goldman Sachs, the American something group, AIG, had gone bankrupt, they only would have received $2.3 billion. So it was a pretty good investment for them to only invest a million dollars in his campaign and get back $12.9 billion. So fuck you, Obama, on that. Next, moving on. Here are my notes. Oh, once again, the IRS is used by Obama to target his enemies prior to the 2012 election. Just like Franklin Roosevelt and JFK and Lyndon B. Johnson and Tricky Dick Nixon and Bill Clinton. Slick Willie. Slick Willie. Let's see. Even in the Senate race that Barack Obama was in, he leaked information of his Democratic opponents which included sealed divorce papers that uh, divulged a protection order on his opponent in the Democratic Senate elections in 2004. And then, shit, his Republican opponent, he had custody records uh, publicized. So he was already fucking ruthless. And like I said in the beginning, he, like, traded over to uh, an African-American woman to, like, kind of— Continue his um, political aspirations and dropped his pastor of his church because of, of some controversies over anti Semitism.
1: And a slimy lawyer, you know, it reminds me of uh, Bush Sr., you know, like all this dirty shit, and he keeps his distance. So all we see is him at the podium. Yeah. You know, looking so like gracious.
0: He is a slick politician, and I will charge him for that, too. Slimy, slick politician. So the IRS targeted Obama's enemies um, prior to the 2012 election. Uh, These included conservatives and Tea Party groups. 162 groups applying for a 501c4 social welfare group nonprofit status were held up uh, by additional auditing. And it was because they were feared... uh, of engaging in anti-Obama rhetoric and propaganda. And as soon as the media started heating up around this, the IRS backed off. (laughs) Ain't that some shit? Um, They also investigated, IRS investigated donors to Mitt Romney's campaign. And the IRS handed over confidential files about conservative groups to their liberal allies. This violates the Hatch Act Act of I believe 1939 maybe. Because Franklin Roosevelt Roosevelt was doing this shit. So they created a bill to stop presidential candidates and presidents from doing this. Direct violation. And also a violation of the Internal Revenue Code. Um, the IRS. Now this is interesting. On the other side. So the IRS is trying to like hold up all of these uh, anti-Obama groups. And investigating his enemies. But then they're encouraging black churches to conduct educational election activities and even counseling them on any tax purposes or tax questions that they may have. All right. Here's another charge. The Justice Department's massive call secretly obtained information from the Associated Press reporters and editors. This includes their phone records and emails. Um, as part of a leak investigation, they monitored phone calls and emails of reporters uh, as far back as 2009 and into 2012. This was a massive and unprecedented intrusion. The AP reported a barely foiled terror plot based in Yemen to blow up a U.S.-bound airplane. The re- report noted it came close to fruition even though the White House told Americans there was no threatening activity. The White House said, no, that's a lie. We have no information like that. Then the White House called the Associated Press, um, it called the Associated Press's leak a dangerous disclosure of classified information. And even though, oh my gosh, even though the White House had worked with the Associated Press to put a spin on that story and to plan the release of that story, the Associated Press agreed to delay that story for several days, but then they finally released it. So in other words, you might not think that this is a big deal, but when you start to fuck with a media outlet, as as screwed up as they already are, you're affecting their um, informant base. Because if you have people telling you shit and they find out that the government's listening in, they're going to stop telling you shit. <laughs> so this is not just a small thing, and we'll get to Edward Snowden later. Uh, oh, well, yeah, okay, let's get to Edward Snowden right now. Obama has punished more whistleblowers than all previous presidents combined, so much for his promise of transparency. The massive surveillance program by the National Security Agency, um, when exposed by Edward Snowden, high officials claimed it had prevented 54 terrorist acts. On inquiry, that was whittled down to 12. A high-level government panel then discovered there was actually only one case. Um, Someone sent $8,500 to Somalia. That was the total yield of the huge assault on the Constitution and on others throughout the world. More, more, more. There's more. Oh my gosh. Step, 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 step. On June 5th, 2013, The Guardian uh, broke news regarding a deeply disturbing NSA program designed to collect millions of U.S. customers' information um, being collected on an ongoing daily basis, indiscriminately and in bulk, regardless of wrongdoing. June 6, 2013, the Washington Post reported on uh, NSA and FBI uh, tapping directly into the central servers of nine leading U.S. companies, extracting audio and video chats, Photos, emails, documents, and connection logs. This was known as PRISM. This is the thing that Edward Snowden blew the top off hmm. of. This included internet companies Microsoft, Yahoo, Google, Facebook, something called PalTalk, AOL, Skype, YouTube, and Apple. NSA paid millions to grease the skids for these internet providers. It cost $20 <laughs> million dollars a shitty. year. Yeah, exactly. Um Days later, a story broke regarding the NSA data mining tool called Boundless Informant. It has collected 3 billion pieces of intelligence from the U- from US computers in 1 month. <laughs> Obama said, "We don't have a domestic spying program." This these tools can quite literally watch your ideas form as you type. They can also tap into your contact lists. SMS traffic, and locations from your cell phone. Hmm. So iPhones and Blackberries and Androids alike can be hacked by the NSA. In 2011, Obama signed a four-year renewal of the Patriot Act. Gumby keeps saying, or he said, like, we keep renewing that shit. Um, let's see. This was back in... Um, 2012, the New York Times reported a mysterious cyber attack on Iran's nuclear facilities. Obama and Israel were actually working together on this. Obama decided to accelerate the attack uh, begun in the Bush administration, codename Olympic Games. This was America's first sustained use of cyber weapons called Stuxnet. STUXNET. It was actually accidentally leaked onto the internet in 2010. I don't know if you remember that. Um they were wor- like warning people like if you worked somewhere to be careful of opening emails or email attachments because of this virus, Stuxnet. Yeah,
1: I was not very computer savvy back then.
0: Yeah, but that was happening. Um in August of 2013, the White House planned a leak of global th- the global threat of terror to justify Oh, they they leaked the global threat of terror to justify unprecedented government spying on American citizens via the NSA, National Security Agency. Now, getting to Snowden, he actually went to Glenn Greenwald of The Guardian. And we watched a, not only the movie Snowden, but a documentary on this. And Glenn Greenwald says, I think it's very surprising to accuse someone of espionage who hasn't worked for a foreign government didn't covertly pass information to an adversary or enemy of the United States, who didn't sell any top secret information, who simply went to a newspaper and asked the newspaper to carefully vet the information to make sure the only thing being published were things that inform his fellow citizens but don't have any effect on national security. And this is not espionage, unlike the leaks from the White House. So you can see the contrast of the Stuxnet virus and the announcement of terrorism to continue the surveillance on citizens. The government had created this risk of, um, of being able to tap into its citizens' information. And the risk was that nefarious people could gain access to Americans' private lives. As of October 2012, <laughs> 1.7 million Americans had top-secret clearance or approval for it, including 800,000 who don't even work for the government. There are virtually no checks on people who want to steal information. Now, why do we have this? To make sure that there aren't terrorist threats? Terrorist threats? Well, at 2.49 p.m. on April 15, 2013, two pressure cooker bombs blew up near the finish line at the Boston Marathon. Shouldn't we have fucking known that? The Russians warned us repeatedly, but the feds failed to act. So that was just a little bit of information on, like, we have a whistleblower. We find out that we're being spied on. Nobody does anything. We're just like, yeah, well, what did you expect? And the government continues to push this initiative forward to get more and more invasive in our privacy. And they can't even stop an attack on their own soil. Obama has also used the special forces as his private army, including drones. He's used drones more than four times that of his predecessors. And I don't remember the exact quote, but he was giving some sort of speech at a dinner. Jonas
1: Brothers. Yeah. I was hoping he'd bring that up.
0: And the Jonas brothers were in the audience and he was like, and let me tell you guys, you know he's oh,
1: like, My daughter loves you guys.
0: Yeah, my daughters love you guys, but don't come near her. I'll give you two words Predator drones. That motherfucker, I mean, he's killed more innocent people.
1: Yeah, he's, like, making a joke of these Predator drones while fucking, you know, there's people in other countries that have kids with their intestines splattered on the fucking walls. And meanwhile, he's at this, like, little high-class dinner with his, like, celebrity audience fucking making little insider jokes.
0: <laughs> in uh, let's see. Obama's global drone assassination campaign has targeted people suspected of perhaps intending to harm to harm us someday <laughs> and any unfortunate and any unfortunates that are nearby for example 50 civilians were killed in a US led bombing raid in Syria in December of 2014 so there goes 50 people bye By most accounts, Obama's global drone assassinations are generating more terrorists more rapidly than it is murdering the suspected ones. It's it's an impressive contribution uh, by a constitutional lawyer on the 800th anniversary of the Magna Carta, which established the basis for principles of presumption of innocence that is the the foundation of civilized law. I could stop there, but let's just
1: keep going. No, it's Obama, fucking...
0: It's fucking Obama, man. Like, he was the hope. He was the great black hope. Oh, boy. (laughs) Getting bad. Hold on a second. I'm gonna get there. Hang on, hang on, hang
1: on. fucking hate you Obama bombing places <laughs> so you're gonna distract me he and I... like smoking cocaine he sticks it up his nose oh boy
0: actually that is um something that I read about he uh when he, before he met Michelle he was hanging out with some people and this was supposedly when he was an
1: adult. Trying to find himself. Yeah,
0: but like in his memoirs, I guess he scales that back to like when he was a teenager, when he was trying to like question who he was and who he wasn't. But uh, he evidently did some sort of drug use. I'm not going to fault him for that. I'm just
1: saying like... I don't fault him for that. I fault him for being fake about it. Yeah. Trying to like frame it differently.
0: Yeah, so getting back to that Magna Carta thing. So, um... Now, it's okay for non-citizens and citizens alike, uh, like, for their lives to be in deliberation by the executive branch alone. So, your presumption of innocence is gone. And, in fact, Obama counts all military-age males in a strike zone as combatants, unless there is explicit intelligence posthumously that proves them innocent. Mm-hmm. So if they die and then they're proven innocent, well, oops, my bad. But otherwise, if you're of uh, of age, you're considered an enemy and you're not innocent. So what do you think that's doing in the world? I mean, like I said, there's a report that he's creating more terrorists than he's killing more rapidly.
1: Mm-hmm. And here's my beef with him as a lawyer and a president doing cocaine. It's that... <laughs> He is supporting a system that people right now are sitting in prison for doing the same thing he did. Mm -hmm. And so the only difference between him and them is he didn't get caught. Mm. Is that like his his defense on that? Like, oh, shouldn't have got caught. Mm. I mean, (laughs) to me, he should like understand why somebody would do it and like come at it from that angle.
0: So, not only is he using uh, drones, and he doesn't give a shit about whether or not you're an innocent, you might just be in what they call now an unfortunate. Did you catch that? You're an unfortunate. you're It's collateral damage.' Hmm. You're just people that were hanging around. Um, so there was a CIA study. Obama wanted to know if any of their major terrorist operations, in other words, the United States, Terrorist operations, financing and supplying arms to insurgents in a country that, uh, in other countries, had actually worked out well. In the United States, it's entirely appropriate and natural for the leader of the free world to be a terrorist rogue state, and openly proclaim, it, proclaim, proclaim, proclaim its, <laughs> <laughs> proclaim its eminence in such crimes. Not only that, but he's a Nobel Peace Prize winner and a liberal constitutional lawyer. And he should be so concerned with how to carry out such actions more efficiently. Hmm. In an international conference in Finland in December 2012, that was an election year, there was a proposal to move toward establishing a nuclear weapons-free zone in Iran. In early November, Iran finally agreed to attend the meeting. A couple of days later, Obama canceled the meeting, saying that the time just wasn't right. The U.S. and Obama, Obama administration most recently blocked a Nuclear Weapons Non-Proliferation Treaty, or NPT, involving Israel, Pakistan, and India, which was blocked in 2010 and again in 2015. Why? Because the U.S. helps Israel's nuclear program. Um, and it's said that Iran is considered the gravest threat to world peace. But if you get outside the United States, we, the United States, are considered to be the gravest threat to world peace. So suck on that a little bit, Monica. <laughs> mm, that's
1: good. Mm,
0: it's not good. Obama's establishment of diplomatic ties with Cuba was a move to... Was a move undertaken to order um, in order to more efficiently empower the Cuban people. Obama, the hero and Nobel Peace Prize laureate, explains our earlier efforts to bring them freedom and democracy having failed to achieve our noble goals. I think that might have been from Noam Chomsky, but it shows and illustrates how Obama, as well as all the other politicians that are at least good ones, um, they know how to spin things, And even politicians like Hillary Clinton, God, she just omits parts of history to show how the noble United States has tried to spread democracy and and prosper prosperity across the world. And we just, you know, seem to forget all of the people that we've killed and all the land that we've taken over. Um, quite quite easily in fact this is uh, this is what called and I'll let you talk in just a second this is what's called living memory it's a category carefully constructed to include their crimes against us while scrupulously excluding our crimes against them mm-hmm. the latter not crimes but a noble defense of the highest value that's why I say it equals amnesia
1: mm-hmm yeah. Did you mention him accepting more money from Goldman Sachs? Not yet. Oh. <laughs>
0: um, let's see. Moving along. There's so many things I have here. It's, it's mind-boggling. Mind-boggle. So, we actually... Uh, so we have foreign forces that torture people for us we are financing and supplying arms to insurgents Um, this is the cia study that i mentioned earlier by the way obama has like a five percent approval rating in arab nations that's lower than even george w bush's approval rating wow no shit right and this is the guy that won the Nobel Peace Prize in October of 2009,
1: like before oh, that he did anything. that makes me fucking sick that he got yeah. a peace prize. For what? For for the possibility. Now, you know what he got a peace prize for? For being the first black president. Right. That of the United alone, States. That alone, of the United States.
0: And Obama could have stopped backing these foreign forces that torture by proxy for the United States. We pay for it. We pay to arm, train, and guide foreigners to, to torture people, but he has chosen not to do so. That's written by Noam Chomsky in Who Rules the World. Um, this was kind of confusing, but bet- between the years of Ford through uh, Clinton, comparing that to Obama's administration year by year, Obama has often produced more U.S.-backed, strapped-down agony, than was produced during the Bush-Cheney years. So I guess in other words. Obama's administration is torturing more people. Than even Bush-Cheney.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, God. I'm trying not to miss anything here. Uh. No here's something. We hope you really love. Alright so. I'm pretty sure that. We talked about or at some point mentioned that the code name for killing, the, the mission for killing Osama bin Laden was Geronimo. Isn't that right? Yeah. Um, did you know that mission almost started a nuclear war? I didn't. So basically what had happened, what had happened was... What had happened was? What had happened was, like, once again, we didn't tell other people enough information of what we were doing and see, Pakistan or Pakistan, um, we were infiltrating their land, and yet, if our forces, our being the United States, if the Navy SEALs had needed backup to get out of there, the U.S. military would have used any means necessary to get them out, which would have meant launching missiles into Pakistan. Who has nuclear weapons? And by the way, if Pakistan launches their nuclear weapons, guess who their arch enemy is? India, who also has nuclear weapons. So just by simply wanting to get rid of Osama bin Laden, we could have like we could have started a nuclear war that could have ended the entire world. But at least we would have gotten Osama bin Laden.
1: <laughs> Maybe Um. he would have probably been the last survivor.
0: Maybe. So this is interesting in light of the uh, upcoming elections here in the United States. So on May 1st, 2011, Osama bin Laden was shot. And according to the Wikipedia article, buried at sea. Hmm. I believe that means his body was dumped into the ocean unceremoniously.
1: Makes you wonder what they were hiding.
0: Yeah. So... In all of his wisdom, Joe Biden, on May 4th, 2011, leaks the identity of the Navy SEALs team uh, in a like a press conference that was responsible for the operation. Now, coincidence? August 6, 2011, SEAL Team Six, which was responsible for the assassination of Osama, Osama bin Laden, was shot down in eastern Afghanistan. 30 Americans killed, 25 of them were from SEAL Team 6. The Pentagon and Defense Department said that they were not specifically targeted, but insurgents were bragging immediately after in the streets. And what Biden did was a violation of the Espionage Act. Mm-hmm. He was outing American citizens. And I'm not even saying that I agree with the assassination of Osama bin Laden or the murder. I'm just saying this shit is what happened.
1: Well, at least he was called to justice and served some jail time, right? No, of course not. <laughs> um, oh, what you, what were you telling me about Facebook?
0: Oh yeah, I was reading that um, there before. So like, all right, Navy SEAL Team Six, they go and they infiltrate the compound where Osama bin Laden is, and they they get him. And Obama walks out to the podium. He like saunters out, and he's like, "We got him. We're fucking tough. We're badasses." And uh, then Biden, in his infinite wisdom, is like, oh, yeah, you know, the guy that that commands SEAL Team 6, he's such a great guy. And the people on SEAL Team 6 are frantically calling their families, saying, if you have any posts or any information about Navy SEALs or SEAL Team 6 on your Facebook page or any sort of social media, delete it immediately. Your life is at risk. (laughs) Several months later, they're all shot down and killed. Uh, The the soldiers, not the families per se. Um, uh, let's see here. Moving on. So, so much. So, so much. So little time. Um, I talked about how we have our nuclear weapons. Obama canceled meetings and infiltrated or like got involved in things to, uh, mess up people's treaties to like have a nuclear free zone. Um, were the gravest threat, not Iran. Talked about that. Uh, this was mentioned that Obama was like instrumental in a military coup happening in Honduras. But I got more information about uh, Yemen. So let me talk about that. Yeah, so Yemen. Yemen. Um, Obama, the Obama administration has offered unwavering support of Saudi Arabia's murderous war in Yemen. Since August 2016, Saudi airstrikes have killed 329 civilians, targeting weddings and hospitals. Obama has offered more than $60 billion in weapons to Saudi Arabia since 2010, and civilian attacks have been carried out with this money. The United States has been supplying the Arab monarchy with white phosphorus, a chemical weapon that burns skin to the bone. This use of chemical weapons is a gross breach of international law and chemical weapon prohibition of the Geneva Protocol.
1: White Foster sounds familiar. I feel like of our last been. presidents that got brought up in one of the wars.
0: And This is interesting. Said to be the settlement of a decades-long dispute dating back to the days of the Iranian Shah, $400 million was stacked on pallets and unloaded in Tehran in early 2016. To a public suspicious because of the Iran nuclear deal, the money seemed to be a ransom payment since five American hostages were released the same day. Obama vociferously claims it was merely a coincidence, although an additional $1.3 billion was later provided as well. So we just paid to have hostages released. I mean, I'm all for hostages being released. I'm just saying, like, we don't ever hear about this shit because they don't want us to hear about it.
1: Am I up? No, no.
0: Sorry. All right. In Libya, during the Arab Spring, Obama oversaw the NATO bombing campaign against Muammar Gaddafi in Libya. Uh, Though Gaddafi's regime has been massacring civilians, Obama's air campaign instantly lost all credibility as its intent on protecting civilians. By October 2011 alone, up to 100,000 may have died in the conflict. No one knows exactly how many now that, the, now that ISIS controls part of the country. Obama's actions constitute a war of aggression. This war waged without a justification for self-defense and classified as a crime against peace by the Nuremberg Trump Tribunals, which prohibits planning, preparation, initiation of a war of aggression. Uh, this was Operation Unified Protector, some question whether Obama had the constitutional authority to order military action in addition to questioning the cost, structure, and aftermath. Then there's the costs of the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. The costs of the Bush-Obama wars in Iraq and Afghanistan are now estimated to run as high as $4.4 trillion. The 2011 U.S. military budget, almost matching that of the rest of the world combined, was higher in real inflation-adjusted terms than at any time since World War II. So much for a peace prize. Hang on. Staying in Libya... um, well, actually, I went to Iraq and Afghanistan, but staying in Libya again. <laughs> Benghazi. We hear about this term or this word Benghazi. I didn't know that much about it. It happened on September 11th and September 12th, 2012. Basically, Ambassador Christopher Stevens, um, who was in Benghazi, repeatedly tried to get more security as the Arab Spring uprising was happening all around him. And there were other um, Americans in this compound as well. I call it a compound, a building. President Obama secretly signed a presidential finding to send covert aid to mastermind an attack, uh, to send covert aid to the Al Qaeda linked rebels and have CIA provide arms to Libyans that were in the opposition group. The CIA was still trying to figure out who the rebels were in Libya. They ended up giving weapons to a guy named Sufyan Ben Kumu, Q U M U, a known drug addict. Former prisoner of Guantanamo and a member of the Taliban. The U.S. sent him back to Libya and gave him guns. He was the mastermind of the attack on the U.S. compound in Benghazi. And here we go again with Hillary Clinton. She was uh, the Secretary of State at the time, and she too ignored the requests for more security in Benghazi. Like this place was a war zone. And the guy was like, can we at least get drivers for the armored cars? We need people that know how to drive these. And he was fucking ignored over and over and over again. And you know who was punished? Nobody except the people in Benghazi. Here's another scandal. The uh, American, the alcohol, tobacco and firearms fast and furious scheme that happened between 2009 and 2011. They allowed 2000 firearms to be sold illegally illegally. At a cost of, I believe that's $1.5 million. They were sold to people that were known drug smugglers. In hopes of tracing the weapons back to Mexican drug dealers. Uh, we don't know nothing. You think the drug dealers are just going to take these guns and like keep them traceable? Many guns were lost track of. In fact, 1,400 of the 2,000 weapons you uh, were lost control of. They were used in three murders, four kidnappings, an attempted murder, and 11 other crime scenes. So I guess they were able to track some of them, the ones that ended up at crime scenes. Many guns were lost track of. When U.S. Border Patrol agent Brian Terry was shot and killed in 2010, uh, two weapons that were purchased under the Fast and Furious program were found nearby. Obama said he didn't know anything And he blamed big – this was just such a big government that had a lot of moving parts. He just didn't know what was happening because that's a good excuse. And let's see. I bet he also didn't know anything about this CIA program called Timber Sycamore where the CIA in Saudi Arabia – Uh, intended this program to allow independent military forces to drive out the president of Syria, Bashar al-Assad, and install a Syrian leader that was friendly to the United States, Saudi Arabia, and Qatari interests, as well as weaken Russia's influence in the Middle East. Weapons were delivered by timber sycamore um, that might have been acquired by by al-Qaeda in Syria. So basically, the CIA failed once again. An anonymous former Pentagon official claims that U.S. diplomats posted in Libya's Benghazi had no real political role and existed solely to provide cover for secret arms pipelines supporting Syrian rebels fighting in the Syrian civil war. It was called the Rat Line, and it funneled weapons from Gaddafi's arsenals into the hands of Syrian rebels. This operation was funded by Turkey, Saudi Arabia, and Qatar, or Qatar, I think it's Qatar, Conducted by the CIA in collaboration with MI6. Saudi Arabia has given, a. because of this, Saudi Arabia has been given a greater say over American policy in the Syrian civil war. Um, yeah, and interestingly enough, Trump said that in 2017, he, he would phase this program out, directing money from it to fight the Islamic State in Iraq, or ISIL, um, which is in some ways, uh, considered to be a major concession to Russia and Putin. Obama reportedly wanted to scrap the program because some rebels were armed and trained uh, by this program and then had joined ISIL and related groups. Oopsie. Let's see. Oh, yeah. So... During Obama's term, it was, a, it was a pretty bad time for a lot of people. There was a recession that went on. We had to bail out not only the automotive industry, but Wall Street. And Obama had no sympathy for poor black people for not taking enough personal responsibility. He couldn't blame Wall Street or corporations or the lack of jobs. He blamed black people not taking responsibility. Obama's economic advisors, almost all disciples of Clinton's treasury secretary, Robert Rubin, were more than happy to assist with the $700 billion financial bailout of Wall Street. Uh, Robert Rubin had um, previously co-chaired Goldman Sachs prior to being uh, treasury secretary. And he systematically cultivated Obama since 2005. That's interesting. Rubin masterminded two policies that led to the financial crisis, the deregulation of derivatives market in 1999, or in 1999, the repeal of the Glass-Steagall Act, which had separated the investment banking from commercial banking. What did he get from this? Did he go to jail? No, he was rewarded a top job at Citigroup, where he received $126 million. Remember that guy Paul Volcker from Ronald Reagan? He advised Obama at that time to take a strong action right now. He said in his words, when their breasts are bared, you need to put a spear through the heart of all of these guys on Wall Street that for years have been mostly debt merchants. But instead, Obama prostrated himself before the CEOs of the 13 largest banks. And in March 2009, he didn't even get them to agree on limiting their compensation packages. So what followed the bailout was a bunch of money into re- record bonuses for these CEOs. Obama tried to placate both Wall Street and Occupy Wall Street or anti-Wall Street protesters. Um, he called he called the big businesses fat cats and criticized their bonuses, but then he begged forgiveness for from what he said because he needed their money for the twenty twelve election. And in health reform, uh, the resulting legislation did expand coverage to the uninsured, but it did so in a way that was a windfall for insurance companies. And the lobbyists for the insurance companies outnumbered members of Congress six to one on that. Uh, Just to refresh your memory, unemployment rose in 2009, peaking at 10%. So it was just as bad as in uh, the Reagan recession. And let's see. What else do I have? God. There's so much stuff here. Somebody's laying here bored as hell.
1: Quiet. I'm trying to sleep.
0: (laughs) Health and Human Services Secretary Kathleen Sebelius solicited donations. um, Which you're, you're thinking like, okay, so what? Well, she was in charge of helping to promote Obamacare and Congress refused to give funds to Obamacare because they thought it was kind of a an unfinished idea like they they needed to like make it better um, before they rolled it out but Obama wanted to do it so they did it. Sibelius called officials in the health industry to request donations for publicizing Obamacare. Now to solicit funds from healthcare care executives to help pay for the implementation of the president's $2.6 trillion health spending law is uh, questionable at best. And she wanted to help nonprofits to enroll uninsured Americans and increase awareness for the law. But she was asking the health insurance industries. Okay, that's not that great. But anyway, Um, according (laughs) to... (laughs)
1: I got an hour ago when you said you could wrap it up. I thought you had like three more things.
0: According to the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, Obama has overseen the deportation of 1.2 million people accused of being non-criminal immigration violators. Uh, the act of deportation, by the way, is considered a crime against humanity in the London Charter of the International Military Tribunal, which sets forth the Nuremberg Principles. Uh, So yeah, that's that. Uh, there was a, a few, a few more, just a few more. I'm probably missing a bunch of stuff here.
1: No, I don't think you are.
0: <laughs> Obama became the first president to t- to turn down public campaign financing in the general election, instead turning to Wall Street funders with deep pockets, Goldman Sachs, Citigroup, J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, and Morgan Stanley among others. Also, contributors included General Electric and other defense contractors, as well as the pharmaceutical industry. Big Pharma reversed years of supporting Republicans and gave three times more to Obama than to um, McCain. Obama's grassroots supporters chose to overlook this. Now, he's one of us. He's definitely one of us, if one of us is a slimy asshole or bastard. In his 2012 State of the Union speech, President Obama hailed the bright prospects of a century of energy self-sufficiency, thanks to new technologies that permit extraction of hydrocarbons from Canadian tar sands, shale, and other previously inaccessible sources. Unasked is what kind of a world will survive this rapacious onslaught. Even the late Venezuelan President Hugo Chavez warned of fossil fuel dependence, Fossil fuels being practically their whole gross domestic product in Venezuela. Uh, Along with that green energy uh, and energy self-sufficiency, Obama promoted these green loans to companies like Solyndra, which was a solar panel maker. And this was a big scandal because the owner of it uh, got a $535 million federal loan. Two years later, the company collapsed, leaving taxpayers on the hook for all that money and 1,100 people out of work. The owner, he looked at Solyndra as an investment and dumped $340 million into his hometown of Tulsa, Oklahoma. So another scandal with our taxpayer money, but nobody cares. You want to know what nobody else cares about? Flint, Michigan and their water crisis. This was from Michael Moore's documentary, Fahrenheit 11.9. There was footage of... Obama sipping water that was supposedly from the Flint, Michigan uh, public water supply that was making people sick, known to be making people sick, and Obama made a, a mockery of it by wetting his lips with the water and saying that everything was fine and nobody needed to worry. Now, if Trump had done that, every would everyone would be all over that shit, but as it was, nobody seemed to really care. And finally... Indian relations. Supposedly, reading some articles from Indian country online, Indian relations um, with Barack Obama were really good, but the outcomes were just more of his fanciful rhetoric. Because, as far as I can tell, there's still poison in their water, poison in their air, poison, poison in their soul as well, soul soil as well as poverty. Um, and I think that is it.